I think for us, uh, wanting to expand now throughout Europe, it's really interesting to to get a an idea of uh, how the scene looks uh, in Barcelona and um, the rest of Europe, how other startups are are doing it, um, expanding into different countries and um, hopefully just uh, expanding our network to uh, help make that happen. On today's show, I'm joined by Jess and Chantel. Rather than me botch an introduction, Jess, do you want to tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So I, I'm Jess. Thanks for that. I am the, the head of sales of growth and partnerships for Sphinx Onsite, which is our onsite talent solution arm of, of Sphinx, which is our startup and scale up space. Which is part of Nash Squared, we should mention. So anyone who's listening who knows this podcast is powered by Nash Squared going, hang on a minute, who's Sphinx Onsite? Um, <laughs> yes, and Chantel, sorry, you obviously work with Jess. Do you want to explain I, how? I certainly do. So I also am part of the Sphinx on Site uh, brand within the Nash Squared group. Uh, I am the talent strategy director. Uh, it's my responsibility to work closely with our clients on their talent attraction and their talent function. So we have some people who will go in and help with their immediate recruitment needs. I will essentially go in and help them build a talent function so that they can have sustainable growth when we're gone. Well, look, if anyone's listening to this going, what the hell's going on? This isn't the usual episode. That's because last week we were in Barcelona for the Startup Summit. Uh, and whilst there, we interviewed 14 different, um, some some very early stage startups, some some scale-ups. So uh, very interesting, obviously, for uh, Spinks on site sorts of those companies. But the 14 that we spoke to, the 14 that you can dive into um, on this playlist, Rebby, Autoscriber, Greenbytes, Zilch, Gothic, Isle 3, Erasmus Play, Rackle, Grip, Seedex, Legid, um, Unizest, Landex, and Beatvest. I'm not going to go through and explain who they all are because the whole point is going to listen to their founders, co-founders talking about their businesses and why they are in Barcelona. But what we did want to do was spend just a few minutes kind of warming up the, the subject and asking you two what you basically thought of the the summit and kind of what your key takeaways are. I don't know who wants to go first. I'll, I'll arbitrarily pick you, Chantel, and put you on the spot. <laughs> I was going to echo Jess, so there we go. <laughs> um, it was a fantastic event. Um, I think the EU Summit team did really well to, to create uh, a great agenda um, across both days. I was fortunate enough to sit in on a few of the workshops. Um, the common theme that I witnessed throughout the two days was – a real focus on culture. I think it kind of makes sense, right, with the competitive market that we're currently in. I think a lot of startups, no matter what size and where they are in their current journey, are looking at how they can ring fence their top talent. And a particular Mm -hmm. kind of nosedive into culture, people were looking at why it's bad to try and keep the same culture that you had or keep that family business kind of feel. So that was it was super interesting to see across the two days um, that running theme. Again, for us who live and breathe this, I wouldn't say that was a surprise, but there was a, a quite a nice uh, quote that stood out to me, which um, was, if uh, non-personal conflict is good, uh, conflict shows diversity and psychological safety in a workplace culture. And actually, I thought that was a really, really simple way of being able to communicate to startups why you know having that family run kind of business feel to it can be bad and can be negative you don't always have to get along and actually sometimes that friction can show a very good culture and the fact that people feel safe to be able to articulate 
their you know their opinions on certain things and sometimes difficult difficult conversations can turn into really productive solutions right so that was probably my my particular highlight yeah and let's face it if you got too comfy and you couldn't have those productive conversations i don't think many of these companies would have survived the last two years where they've had to really look inwardly pretty harshly yeah i completely agree one in five people experiences loneliness as uh, huge challenge for like you know mental health which is of course today and i think it's really interesting how in person events can play a role in that uh, especially now that we're all working remotely for a big part as well uh jess what what stood out for you yeah, I kind of echo what, what Chantelle says, not to totally just steal your answer. <laughs> yeah, nothing else to add, just as you were, Chantelle. Um, but no, I, I thought it was a fantastic event. I think sometimes you come into these these conferences a little bit sceptical in terms of, you know, the quality of the talks and the quality of the workshops. And actually, I, I think it was brilliant. It's one of the best ones that, that I've been to in recent years. Not that I've been to a, a whole plethora of them in the last <laughs> two years, given the, the current situation. Um, yeah, for me, I think what, what was really, really interesting was, was the kind of the theme of mental health awareness. Um, I know Matt, who's on the podcast, you know, his his first talk of the day or the first work, workshop of the day for me was was a fantastic one. And just talking about how being really authentic in your startup and not just celebrating the wins, which is important, but actually, you know, wrapping your arms around each other, not just as a business, but as co-founders and other founders and, and reaching out to that network and, and, and really leaning on it. Um, I think it's really, it was brave to get up and talk so candidly about, struggles and mental health is such a you know a hot topic at the moment and such a buzzword that actually I think it's not really done justice sometimes and I think mm. Matt really nailed it and, and and did it really well and really authentically so for me that that was a, an interesting space rather than just everyone saying how successful they are and all their great ro- Rolexes and everything else um the other one for me and again going back on the types of people that you've got on the podcast talking with like green bite and, and Landex and the common theme of sustainable businesses and clean tech and the green space um, which again for me selfishly I love that we're getting more and more in, in that space um, I think we all know it there's huge amounts of investment going into into that area and into that industry but it's really um, yeah it, it gives a lot of confidence for the future of this planet when you look at the 15 companies that were at the finalists you know that the majority of them are sustainable businesses um, and getting them on to talk as well on the podcast giving them kind of a bit a bigger bigger light I think is is really interesting because it's moved a little bit away from what classic industries would have been here before and actually it's it's just breaking out into a whole new space which I think is really exciting so yeah overall 10 out of 10 would recommend anyone knocking around Barcelona for next year I would say try and snag yourself a ticket because it was definitely definitely a great one for us Tell us about Greenbytes. Greenbytes is a green tech startup uh, based in Reykjavik, uh, and we help restaurants reduce food waste. We do this in a couple of ways. Primarily, we help forecast or we forecast sales for restaurants so that they can plan better on what to order, which is kind of complex. But there's like all of this data in restaurants, but so many people like that work in the industry don't have the time or the energy to sit down and look at sales trends. I mean, spoiler alert, Matt Matt Oldham, who you referenced there from Unizest, unsurprising that he was talking about mental health, given that they are dealing with the kind of the unbankable yeah. population. I can't remember off the top of my head now exactly how many unbanked people there are in the UK, but you kind of think about people who are entering our economy, perhaps with skills, but for various biases are locked out of employment yeah. and what, what, you know, what talent we might be missing out on simply because of, yeah. well... 
we all know that that there is a poverty gap and if you are if you are deemed not to be or you're deemed to be in the lowest socioeconomic growth uh, group it costs you more to access finances which mm. is a bit of a self-perpetuating cycle really yeah 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 and i think it's it's you know that whole space is really interesting because there's no there's like a saying that there's no climate justice without eco justice and social yep. justice and i think unisest is a, is a great um yeah it's a great kind of pillar of that because yes they're addressing opening bank accounts but actually what they're really addressing is you know payments within that space where people maybe don't have home addresses or people maybe have just entered a country or just you know relocating all of these things and they're not always positive things as in yeah. not always just relocating because they want a new change of scenery it's because they've been forced to and actually that that carries quite a different connotation around it so yeah it's a good one and the second thing i would suggest is you know spend a lot of your time convincing phenomenal people to join you i also find it interesting that when i was speaking to philip from zilch um he talks about this is his word that i always mispronounce uh but he talks about the importance of hiring phenomenal people. That was wrong. Never mind. Phenomenal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I thought it was—I thought it was great because um, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. We might have been Robin Beatty, your MD. He's going, you know, all these people with amazing ideas, and why don't we have these ideas and whatnot? And uh, I, I think the true success of startups and scale-ups is the ability to execute. And actually, that doesn't tend to come from the person who necessarily has had mm. the idea, but they surround themselves by people who are able to deliver and able to um, realize someone's ambition mm -hmm. and it's a real team effort. And I think, I think that that collaborative kind of spirit and openness to kind of work with, with other talented people was definitely not lost over those two days and strengthens the need to go out and, and seek the very best talent in the market. Mm, totally. Okay. One other thing, you mentioned Green Bites. On a lot of the interviews, you'll notice that uh, we talk about a pitching competition. Um, if you go and have a look online, Gillian from Green Bites won that pitching competition, if you're listening and wondering. Uh, but Jess, Chantel, thank you for taking the time to, to kind of overview the conference. Anything else you'd add? I think one thing that was great to see was um, how engaged the audience was with one another. If you're a startup that is looking to build your own community and your own network so that you have, you know, people to go and speak to and get advice from, it was incredible to see to see through the event app like how many people wanted to meet up with each other, share ideas, share problems. And that for me is quite rare within the within the event space to see that. So yeah, if you're looking to build a community within this area, it's um it's definitely worth going and I think we'll be there next year for sure. Definitely.